This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Welcome to Nursing in America. I am your host, Tanya Friedman, Chief Executive Officer here at Kinetics USA. I've invited Luciana De Silva to be the guest host for a few episodes. She'll be speaking with nurses now living in America to figure out what life is really like. Enjoy. Today, I'm speaking with Shireen. She comes from Karachi, Pakistan. But for the last year, she's been working as a nurse in Orlando. Let's find out how it's going. Like, I would love to ask you about the, the difference in clinical skills and how it works clinically um, between, you know, the different places that you've lived. But I, I mean, is it hard to compare because of the COVID or can, is there still these, you know, the major differences that you, that you notice? What, what's that like? I mean, the differences um, obviously are there because, um, you know, it's like not the country because sometimes there's a difference in the practice country-wise, culture-wise. Like people um, have different uh, needs. Like some cult- in cultures, they won't uh, like, you know, um, like uh, Jewish, uh, they don't uh, take the blood products and uh, albumin. So for me, it was um, new that, you know, those patients uh, will not get blood products. So I need to make sure that I'm not pricking or taking the blood samples because it's uh, of no use so um like the culture the religion thing came here that you know the religions like people have different each religion has a different and then um some people will read a bible some people will prefer their own chaplain to come and pray for um them and uh, some people have specific time uh, for the prayer so like because it's a vast country, cultural diversity country. So you come across like different uh, culture with um, different needs and then a different in different cultures like you will see the some are very much protective. They are like, you know, uh, they don't want to leave it. They just want to be um, with them, you know. So it was like um, challenging that, you know, um, that how to deal with them uh, because they, and it's like, in that, in that, because uh, you as a person, you want to make sure that, you know, you are legally protected. So you don't want to give all the information to everyone. But in some cultures, like they want, everyone wants to know everything because they will not make, you know, someone as a decision, a sole decision person. So it was challenging to understand, okay, this, this culture, um, like you have to understand that thing, you know. And sometimes in some culture, they prefer like um, holy water to um, give them or put on their skin. Um, so that, and they were thinking that it spiritually like, you know, helps them and then they get recover uh, faster. And some people, uh, some cultures are like, they want uh, the prayer, like, you know, uh, think on, on the television uh, to hear them. And some are like, oh, we want cha- our chaplain or other chaplain to come and um, visit them. So religion thing was, and then the cultural things um, were different, you know, and some cultures like uh, the food was a major priority. They were like, 
um, because in ICU you will see that they are um, some will not start uh, on feeding and some will start on a tube feeding which is different like a normal person they will not eat the fruits like which we as a normal person eat so they are having tube feeding which goes in the gastric so they are a nutritional um, sup- supplements like uh, different uh, milk products so for them to understand because for them like if you're not eating solid you're not getting energy so you need to explain them you know that uh, this uh, milk is giving them all the nutrients carbohydrates fats and proteins which uh, your patient need so it was i felt it was um, kind of a uh, challenging and then the other thing which i faced was because for me when i started i was a soft spoken person so here like uh, when you are soft spoken some of the uh, patients or even like when you are talking to the families on phone they want to understand you that you know what you want to say they will be like uh, what you are saying or sometimes they will feel that you know she's not confident then i started like understanding okay like you know I, this is a tone i need to make myself uh, because for me to talk on a loud level is like you know kind of harsh and rude but here it was like a uh, common because i saw like everyone is like you know on the loud and if i'm going on the soft they won't understand me they will be like what excuse me and i'm like uh, this is something um weird and so and especially like some uh, states because orlando like people come from different states so you need to uh, understand like each um, states like you know the people are different so they talk differently even the words they use are different maybe it's weird for you or maybe sometimes you feel like you know this is not acceptable word but for them those words were like common you know and uh, and they will say it's a kind of a humorous uh, for them so i mean i had to um, make myself okay you know like don't judge anyone uh, whatever they are doing and um, the the thing is that you need to be um, i like that thing one of the person told me like you need to be um, you know comfortable in your own skin so it doesn't matter whether you are white black or you know okay you are from that country it's fine but you have years of experience you are educated you have your degree and you are a good nurse so it does not matter you are with skin be comfortable with your origin and feel proud if you are proud if you are confident with your origin and skin um things become easy and don't underestimate yourself um when i like i know when we are new we are scared like you know what i mean they will be thinking we are like maybe lower but it's not the case it's just like you need to change your mind you need to change your psychology and and they and the thing is that when your mind is changed it's not their perception it's your mental perception so we need to change our perception when your perception is changed you will feel that you know things are different now because we were thinking from that angle they don't think from that angle and um, and here system is protected so no one can you know uh, do um like racism or say something that hurts you like the system and people like you know protects you helps you so then i i started like okay now i need to understand that some states like people are very loud they are humorous so it's fine it has nothing to do with me it's their way and i need to be compassionate with them i need to be empathetic because i don't know what they are um going with them like with covid i saw like i was having so many stuff and crisis and even it was the same for with them 
So uh, this was um, one um, like I think and here because when they know you are an international person, they know you have years of experience, you are competent. So if they are going to treat you like you know adult. It's not gonna be like a school uh, child. So they, maybe first day they will guide you, but the second day onwards, they want you to be on your own. The preceptor will be there watching you. And if you get stuck, if you don't know any equipment, they will. Uh, and the important thing I learned, if you don't know, like always ask question. You know, there isn't, no question is a, a silly or stupid question. So ask them, like, you know, I don't know. So it's fine. And some people, um, like I saw a few of uh, my coworkers, like they were not uh, having a good relationship with their preceptor. Maybe the mindset was not, you know, meeting, but they didn't share this to the educators in the beginning. Like if you have issues, speak with your manager, speak to your educator that you are having an issue. So maybe, you know, she can be a mediator and help both of you. Or you can talk to the preceptor that, you know, I'm trying, but like, I think our mindsets or something is wrong with us. So at least you both can work in the beginning, but they didn't say in the beginning. And when you are on third or fourth week, when it's not going to end soon, and then, you know, things are not working and like it extended their orientation. And it was a devastating for them because some people finish early and then for them, they have to, you know, go to the journey like extension. And then the people were saying, oh, they are weak in their practice and, so, I mean, if something is, if you are thinking you're not comfortable, you're not, you know, um, surviving. So speak up for yourself. You you have to fight for yourself because it's not like the place where I am, like people will speak up for me sometimes, you know. But here it's different. Like if you won't say, if you won't um, speak up, advocate for yourself, no one is going to understand. No, Because you are having your own journey and, you know, so you have to speak up and fight for yourself and um, yeah, do share with uh, other, like the same, like uh, people who are going through the same journey, they may guide you. Okay. This is like normal, you know, you can take th these uh, steps before doing this thing. So it was, um, um, and then try to understand what's the expectation of the preceptor, what she wants and, you know, what is your expectation? So also share um, with the preceptor, so uh, each preceptor is like different. My preceptor was good. I felt um, that, you know, she let me do my things in the beginning and I finished my preceptorship early because for me, I wanted to be my own, on my own. And, you know, and because uh, I was feel, I was feeling like if I, on my own, I will learn and explore more stuff. But the thing with preceptorship, I came to know about the cultures, diversity, the tone, how I have to talk to the physician. Because the phys and and here it's more nurse empowerment. It's not like back home, because at back home, um, like for small things, sometimes you may call the physician. But here, uh, you have to like you know, um, for example, if your patient is complaining of um like abdominal distension, so you need to see why he's having distension. Okay, is my patient having um ileus? It's post op surgery, or something wrong. Maybe I need to do the chest, I mean, abdominal x-ray to see. So, you know, like you do a whole assessment and then you are the one, like, you know, you will see, okay, I, you will do the recommendation that, you know, my patient is having this thing. So, but communication was like, 
IS bar, it's like introduction, situation, and then go with the background, assessment, and recommendation. So this was the communication tool. Like, um, so in some places, they don't have any communication, you know, toolkit to go. They'll just say, okay, my patient is having this thing. But here, it's like, you have to be more focused. You should know what's the problem. You have done your assessment. And then you, as a nurse, should, you know, say, I think I, my patient needs this thing. Or if your patient is hypertensive. So you need to see, understand, is my patient like bleeding from the chest tubes? So, or like, is there anything like um, I gave, is my patient sedation? Maybe the sedation can cause hypertension. So you need to, um, you know, think yourself like, okay, uh, you know, these are the things or post-operative surgery, a uh, patient is doing fine. So there is no need to keep the patient on ventilator. So you will be the one who will say, okay, I'm going, I need my patient to away. I will stop the sedation. I will see how a patient is doing. Well, a patient is doing fine. So maybe we can switch to spontaneous breathing trial, mean the ventilator. So, and then you will, you know, uh, discuss with your nurse practitioner or physician assist or, um, so it's like you as a nurse are taking a lead. So it's different from back home then, you know, and then if you, and then there are, people around it's not always like you are alone like there are resources like you can go to a nurse manager who is working with you that time um there is like you can also go to your previous nurse preceptor now he is a colleague maybe working next to you or you can ask uh competent nurses or experienced nurses who's working around you you can ask you know what do you think um this is what i think am i right or what's is i'm missing something and still despite like 10 years of working experience but at times like if I am uh, having something I you know go and talk to them it's not it it's nothing wrong I'm not like showing that I don't know it's just I need to make sure that I'm you know doing right way or am I am I missing something or maybe you know they have some idea and it's always good like to have two minds better like you know rather than one mind so I mean this was I learned that you know um ask for help if you need because sometimes you are in your own world you think you will do but maybe you need a help so you have to um, raise your voice say that I need a help and then sometimes um, like if there is some situation you don't know like uh, um, like is it right when like so you can do you know like help there is a call button nurse help or code button if your patient is deteriorating and you think you cannot do alone. So, and sometimes it's difficult to go out and, you know, ask someone. So just press those buttons. These are the resources uh, around you. I, there is no, I know sometimes there is no need, but as far as you are saving your patient, if it's, if you're advocating for the patient, you have to, you know, um, use those resources. And I mean, the skills are, you, the, maybe the equipments may be different, the theory is like same, nothing goes change. So the uh, monitor was like different. So it's fine. You have to, you will learn it. Like, you know, how to, when you will play those around, it's easy to learn. And if you don't know, you can always Google or go to YouTube, write about that equipment. And they will tell you like, you know, how to use the equipment, how to use the resources. So even like the bad operation, the bed which I was using, and bed which they were using was different. And in that bed, like we were having different functions, like some beds um, were just like simple uh, mattresses 
and some beds were like functionalized. There were multiple things. You can you don't have to turn the patient. You can use those things to turn. Or some patients who were having um, ways of um, motive shock, like uh, when you are moving them, they drop the pressure. So like those beds you can use like to make them sit or like make them, you know, uh, stand. So I mean, to learn the equipments was also a little bit challenging, but I was like, I want to learn as far, it doesn't, it does not put me down to learn about those equipments. Then the air mattresses were different. Like some is like low air, air loss mattress, some is fluid immersion, um, which is like, um, so you, you learn like different things when you are there working. Um, so equipments you, and then um, monitors, the IV or uh, like pricking because uh, some places have like, uh, you will have a different uh, way of pricking. I, I, I mean, the scale is same. There is no change because the policies and procedures, every country is like most of the countries are falling the same because everything is like from US. But the equipment of pricking could be different. The one which we were using, like, uh, you know, the blood will come and uh, you don't, you just need to. And here it was uh, different. And then we were having ultrasound machines to see the, uh, the visibility of the veins. So this was something uh, new, uh, new to find. Um, and then um, the, the system here is like most on the nurse practitioner and the physician assist like back home, like we were having residents or fellows. So this was something uh, new for me to understand like the role of nurse practitioner, the role of physician assist, like some, um, sometimes uh, some physicians were having physician assist. So, you know, you have to contact them and some, uh, some physicians were having the nurse practitioner so the nurse practitioner are uh, thinking the way of caring is different because, you know, they are and they understand they help you because they understand you are from the nursing. So they go to the same. So you will get like a different uh, level of care and support from them as well. And they will also guide you, you know, that you need to learn this thing. You don't have experience of this thing. Because, um, like I will say the pacemaker thing, the pacemaker, which I was using back home was different than here. And I didn't know like the functions, like I can do like, you know, the rapid pacing from this thing. So, I mean, to understand that device. So the nurse practitioner was like helpful uh, to me uh, that, you know, Shane, you need to learn this thing. And this is how it works. See, uh, these are, this is like your, um, your technique uh, or sometimes like I'm doing, I think I'm doing the right way, but Every institution has their own way. It's like, you know, oh, this is an Advent Health way. So, and when I was in back home, so they were like, oh, this is, you know, um, like the, the Aha University way. This is King Fessel's way. So, I mean, every institution. And then the other thing is that each unit has a different way. It, it's a same hospital, but maybe CVICU may be doing different than the medical ICU or maybe ACSU is doing different. So you just sometimes need to understand, okay, this is how they do here. But the concept will be the same. Your skills will stay the same, but just the way of improvisation is like different. So you go, you know, with um, time and some units, they will be like, um, you are on your own. You don't have to be uh, dependent. But in, like, in some units, you have to also inform the nurse manager what's happening with your patient. Because if something happens, they are there to protect you, guide you. So every unit has their own um, 
a different uh, level of functioning. So it's you need to keep yourself open. And I think um, when you because of the COVID, I was floating to different units, so I was able to see like you know the variation um, in like different ways. And the one unit like they were all like mostly like you cannot like my unit was I need to do you know if I my patient needs volume. I will give volume and I will inform them I'm giving the volume. But the other unit, it was different. If your patient is hypertensive, you need to call the provider that this is the situation, this is what is happening. And if they will ask you to give volume, you will give. So the dynamics of each unit and department was like different. But um, I mean, you learn through it. Now I know like, you know, okay, this is how that department works. And this is how my department works. But as nursing, you are always like open to all, you know, um, because if that area needs help, you have to go, you cannot um, refuse. But if you have certain issue, you can always talk to the manager. And even like if you were having that issue in other department, the managers are open. They want to listen to you. So sometimes like we are scared, but I felt like, you know, it's better like to share and talk to them. And they will um, guide and help you. And if it's going to be in the writing form, then you can. But the first thing is that always, um, if you can talk, so, you know, talk rather than uh, writing it. And But if it needs to be in writing uh, for the legal perspective, uh, then you should. But the communication, like, I think uh, it's the main thing. You can always, like, you know, write and advocate for your um, self. That's you've you've really taken the um, the whole experience here and just you know adapted to it and and made it your own. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. You said something about the language there, that from each place they have different language, different way of speaking. Um, tell me more about that, like in a little bit more detail. And what are some of the phrases, some of the, the language, the colloquial sayings that people say to you and then you were you were like what are they talking about i i mean uh it's not as uh, specific but the thing is that like i can take the uh for example like the new yorker uh, guy like i met him um last time so he was like very loud and he was like why don't you understand me you know i am okay and do you think I am like stupid and I, do you think I'm screwed cuckoo, cuckoo person? So he was, uh, you know, talking in this way. And I was like, uh, is he unhappy from me or what's wrong with him? Like why he's like talking to me. And then I was like, okay, this is like how, you know, they are loud. And for me, I was like in a normal tone. I did not raise my voice and stuff. And he was like, you know, I am from that place. And I'm like, and he was like, I don't know like um, why I cannot like get you. And then I was like, okay, he wants me to be loud because over there, I think the people are too much loud and it, it's like normal for him. Then I was like, oh, I started like, you know, becoming loud and I'm loud. He was uh, fine. And 
and and then later like and I, sometimes I was like oh you know I mean he's not happy I think I need to do this for him or like what's wrong but then uh, he was like oh you are not humorous person you don't understand me like uh and then I was like okay so I need to understand like it's normal for him but not normal for me so I was like okay uh that's fine but then they see you know you're caring and stuff so but like sometimes because um they want to share and this is how they are like talking in their normal uh, life so it's like um normal for them and especially eastern side the people are more um like family oriented more um you know uh, so they will talk about their families and they will share um their stuff so I mean, and they like when you talk about them or with them about their families. Like I saw one of the patient, uh, she was having tattoos all over. And in the tattoos, uh, like she was uh, writing her children's name. And for her, like it was uh, so close that, you know, um, she made like uh, stuff like in her own body. So to show like, you know, the love and affection that she cares about her family. So for her, like um, the family was an important thing. And then um, I asked, and she was in ICU for a long time. So I asked the family, if you think like we can uh, put like your pictures around or if you can send um, something for her. So, you know, it can be uh, as a memory or so she feels like, you know, she's more um, connected. Um, so we were able to do uh, her pictures with the family and then they write the stuff for her. So we put, were able to put in the room to make her feel that, you know, she's close to the family. They are near to her. And for them, like, it was uh, good, like, you know, when they wanted, uh, because uh, some of the patients in ICU don't, you know, um, speak to, they don't, uh, like, sometimes they are intubated, sedated. So sometimes it's uh, compassionate. Um, to ask the family if they can, you know, talk on the phone so you can uh, put the phone near the ear or you can use the device to which they can speak. So it also helps in their uh, recovery. So like one side um, is you may see that, you know, no one cares and other side uh, you will see. And then there are people who are um, homeless people. Um, they are also, so, I mean, it's different with them because some are, drug addicts uh, also so to care to them because sometimes they will try to manipulate as well so they will be telling you stories and so you need to you know set the boundaries uh, with them that you know like this is how it's gonna be and you are in my care so not everything is uh, and then you can plan like you know how things are gonna be uh, work and sometimes they are it was very interesting that uh, you'll see some, because especially like older age people, uh, they, they are like um, alcoholic addicts as well. So um, for me, it's like, uh, because they are uh, alcoholic addicts for a long time. So when they come to the hospital, if you stop their alcohol, it's it's like, you know, going to be a very um, withdrawal effects for them. They will start like in withdrawal, delirious and, you know, uh, doing crazy stuff. So here, like, um, there are medications available as a substitute or like if you think, um, and some physicians will allow them to drink, you know, alcohol in the hospital. It's like, they will say they're already like, um, you know, using it 
at home. So uh, if the medications are not having any interaction, no issue. So maybe they need it. If you won't give them, it's going to be uh, different for um, difficult for them because they will go in the withdrawals and you don't want them to, you know, um, hurt them. So this is also one of the factor you need to um, understand like when you're working because you have huge population coming and everyone needs are um, different. And then um, the adolescents, um, like teenagers, when you work with them, um, it's like, you know, they are, they want their own authority stuff. They want um, freedom. They want to do things by themselves. And sometimes they won't uh, listen to you. Then your communication uh, to them uh, will be different. And in some cultures, it's like uh, they will listen to you. So, um, so it's like, uh, and some will be like, uh, they want their autonomy. They don't want uh, to be restrict restricted. Um, so it's like, um, then you have to use the different uh, way of language and tone um, to them. So you, uh, you will uh, see the uh, variety of um, differences. And then uh, the relationships are also different. Like some people are married. Some people have the, um, as a girlfriend or, you know, friends, some are in non-spousal relationship. So it's like, um, you need, uh, you have to uh, understand like, you know, may, what we are not seeing, but what that person is um, valuable. And then uh, some cultures have a different, I told that earlier that they have different uh, decision-making. Uh, so here it's like, most of the time, like you will see that there is a legally um, authorized person who is the one who will um, make the decision if something happens to any of the first, uh, if, if, if any of the patient. So, uh, if, uh, so each person has their own uh, uh, legal authorized person. So it's important to know like who is that legal, legally authorized person. So you don't have to share um, the all information because people may call you from, you know, well, I'm the aunt of this patient and I want to know what's happening. So you need to uh, see like, is this a person who is legally authorized? And then there is a privacy code um, which you will be using because um, I think when I was back home, my culture was different. In my culture, everyone, like there was one person, but if that person is not there, but if the hospital staff know me, they will update me what's happening. But here it's like, you have to make sure you're legally protected so only information will be disclosed um, to one person because it's about um, confidentiality as um, patient privacy and confidentiality so you don't want to leak any information which is not you know um, uh, I mean the patient doesn't want to disclose to others so uh, you have to so you will see um, those different uh, clinical I mean uh, thing, administrative level things as well um, and then um so and in some cultures you will see um they uh, won't be around you know coming and sometimes they don't even bother to uh, see like what's happening uh, to their family member or partner or friend so i mean but uh, you need to make sure that you are legally protective and you know safe so you have to inform keep informing them that you know this is like um what's happening and document that you know you already informed the person about the patient status condition. So at least like, uh, it's like you are safe that you uh, updated them. So, and I mean, and then um, in some uh, cultures, um, you will see they will try to, you know, um, like, like you, uh, because when you work, um, some uh, males, like uh, they will try to be a little bit 
closer to you, but it's like normal for them. Maybe it's not normal for you. They're like, oh, you look so pretty. And they will try to be like, okay, so what do you do? Can I have your cell phone number? And then you need to set the boundaries that, you know, I uh, I work in the hospital. I'm not allowed to give the cell phone number. And um, if you, um, why you want a cell phone number, maybe some patient wants to, you know, appreciate you. So maybe they will ask, uh, uh, so you can say if you want to write uh, uh, anything for me or compliment me on my work or appreciate me, um, you can, uh, you know, email my manager or you can talk to my manager. I mean, you don't need to uh, disclose anything, uh, you know, your numbers and cell phone or email ID because you will see sometimes uh, for them, you know, they will ask you, oh, I need, you're so pretty, I like you and stuff. But uh, because they don't know what mindset they are in the hospital. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I'll be like, and just uh, keep, um, I mean, laughing and, you know, smile. Um, some from Miami and other places, they like, uh, you know, you to smile, laugh. And so they feel like uh, you are like close and, you know, um, connected. Uh, some cultures, like, um, especially um, like uh, African cultures, they like to be with their uh, Asian African. They like to be with their families. So, I mean, they would always love to share about their family stuff. My daughter is also doing nurse. So, I mean, it's nice to, you know, when you're working and it's nice to hear from them. At least they feel that someone is close there to listen, you know. And um, and sometimes they will share their psychological issues or emotional issues that they are not having healthy relationship and what they, you know, gone through in the past. So, I mean, just uh, be open and always, like, listen to them. You will face different tones, but that's normal. Um, and sometimes, like, you will... Uh, and sometimes uh, there are patients. It's not, like, the state, but I think it's just the person. They will um, use some abusive languages. Um, so, you... I mean, if, you, if it's unacceptable, tell them, you know, this language is not acceptable and notify our manager that you, he is using those um, abusive language. And you will come across some patients like this. So don't uh, get scared or, I mean, report them, inform them, then, you know. So at least, like, you will have um, some support. Uh, be, uh, because some, I, as I, like, some are drug addicts, some are, like, you know, psychological issue. And sometimes they are brought in this way. So for them, you know, to use those abusive words, will be fine but for as a person for us it may be like no I will not accept this thing so I mean and you will uh, hear lots of like uh, abusive languages and stuff so um, um, so I mean just uh, I mean understand and set your brown boundaries and if something is uh, weird for you talk to your colleague maybe they will explain you that you know for them and because um, sometimes it's a uh, uh, for different body parts, they may use different, um, you know, language. So maybe you don't know, or if you are not uh, clarified, you can clarify, you know, with your police. So you will um, get the idea, like, of what actually the thing uh, they are saying. But don't get scared and don't let them allow to cross your um, limits and um, boundaries. That's a really great piece of advice, actually, because um, that, you know, that happens a lot. There's sexual harassment, there's prejudices, there's so many things that that can happen. 
and sometimes like uh it's not a sexual it's a verbal harassment i feel um which is like um like we don't know like you know sometimes we're like it's their culture but it's no if if you think something is abusive it's not right um like inform this you know you have to inform the manager uh, and immediately because if she knows that you know or maybe she might have to uh, like if you think that you know the patient is like uh, like you said about sexual harassment um as females sometimes like you will see that you know some patients are uh, touching their intimate parts and uh, they are keeping their intimate parts open and uh, it's a sign that you know it's not good for you so uh, probably then they should assign the male nurse then the female nurse so maybe the assignment needs to be revised or changed if you notice start noticing because you know every person has their needs and maybe the patient has the sexual needs and sometimes when you are taking care of male patient it may come and so i mean this is but if you notice those things reported and it's not if it's not about your own self safety you are also uh, keeping safe to your the other person who will come after you so you know uh, just uh, tell them that i'm noticing the signs and uh, maybe the male person who will work with them with the male patient may you know will be better than like the um, female uh, nurse so always like if uh, if you see those things um like unusual stuff so um the main thing is that you have to report and voice out don't get scared report it and then there's a system you know in the hospitals and in the network so they will uh, guide you or if the patient needs like psychiatric or psychological counseling or psychological medications like or maybe he's on certain medications uh, like um i forget the name of that medication that med- medication basically increases the libido and it increases the sexual you know arousal stuff so when the, some patients when they are on that medication they face like th- those issues so maybe that medication needs to come down or um it's just psychological so there could be multiple factors uh, but um you need to uh, you know discuss and uh, raise out and if you are like uh if you think you are a little bit you know not clear maybe some other person will think or manager will think what so it's okay to share with your colleague or maybe there will be someone you know around who can help you or you think like you know um like uh, someone um who is similar to you or like so when i was new um i developed a relationship one of my uh she was not from my nationality she was a, a different nationality but our mindsets were working together so for me still today fine having any issue i just go to her you know sometimes that this is a thing what do you suggest but um so if you're not comfortable go to the person maybe that person will um can guide you something or if that person has nothing to offer they will say okay you know you go and talk to the manager uh, because you don't want to go for small small things to your manager and uh, because she's also busy so she like you need to be mature and uh, so it's like uh, you need to see like you know which thing needs to go but make those people around you so you work with them and you can always you know go and talk to them who can listen to you and guide you and if you're having some issue uh, so raise your voice to the like higher people fantastic um just one more thing if you could give you know two sentences one piece of advice from some someone coming here and they're from let's say they're 
they're from anywhere in the world. You know, they're, they're coming from Kenya. They're coming from Brazil. They're coming from the Philippines. What's the, you know, and, and not even about nursing, you know, just immigration in general. What would you say? What's your advice? Um, I would say like uh, there are a lot of opportunities for you waiting. So if you are thinking about that, you know, this is a place I want to just get determined, focus. Sometimes it may be a long process and sometimes it can be a, you know, one year process. So it all depends um, on your country, your, you know, looks. Like mine was passed one, around in one year. So I, I was lucky. But like the work we do, like NCLEX and, you know, then the license verification, credential evaluation, it takes a lot of time. You will be impatient many times. You'll be like, oh, I don't want to go. But what I struggle and now when I see it's really um, worthy, it, it, it is dif- difficult at this point. But when I see my future after three years, I feel like, you know, there is going to be a lot of opportunities around. Like, um, it's not like you have, if you like the hospital, you can stay in the same hospital for long. Or if you want to progress more, there are like more better opportunities for you to explore. Um, so you can uh, go there. And then you learn and uh, keep in mind there are different nationalities all from all over. So everyone will teach you something different. So keep your mind open. Um, try to, you know, collaborate with them. And don't think like, you know, oh, I have to be like with my same uh, Asian people. No, like go and explore. I mean, you know your boundaries, your limitations, which are like not acceptable for you. But uh, keep open to yourself because sometimes when you go and, you know, talk to them, learn with them, they are totally different person. And then they will take you to the different um, level of profession, maybe profession development or different uh, level of exploration, like to the world, you will see the nature. And sometimes the skills they have, maybe you are able to learn uh, that skills uh, with them, you know, with with the practice of uh, time. So keep yourself open, uh, always have alternate options, explore, because it's like very beautiful. There are beautiful places around so you can um, visit and, uh, and uh, I mean, uh, eat healthy and keep your, I mean, you will work hard, but because whatever you are working hard, it's like for the future. The future is good, I can see. So try to balance your mind, body and soul so that, you know, you stay like a balanced person and stay happy. Sometimes you won't get it, but that's okay. But you will get it one day. Amazing. Amazing. You've done so well. Thank you so much. I hate that. I have to get going. Thank you. Thank you. And take care of yourself and we'll be in touch. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.